Welcome to My Belonging, Episode 10, Connections, The Power of Belonging. As we approach the end of 2023, with generational hostilities and violent conflicts raging in hot spots around the world, the Caribbean's pluralistic societies would do well to heed a powerful call to self-reflection made almost 40 years ago by the father of Barbadian independence. On May 28, 1986, national hero of Barbados, at that time leader of the opposition Democratic Labour Party, the man many see as the father of Barbadian independence, the right excellent Errol Walton Barrow, gave a speech at a political rally that has since become known as the mirror image speech. At what many saw as a pivotal moment in the island's modern development, Mr. Barrow posed a series of soul-searching questions to the Barbadian people. What kind of mirror image do you have of yourself, he asked. Do you really like yourselves? Because you can never really like anybody until you first like yourself. There are too many people in Barbados who despise themselves and their dislike of themselves reflects itself in their dislike of other people. People who live next door to them, members of their family, husbands and wives, and the ox and the ass and the stranger within the gates. Mr. Barrow's words were directed at his fellow citizens but they might as well have been directed toward people in the wider Caribbean and maybe even the world. Perhaps we all ought to ask what kind of mirror image we have of ourselves. What do we see when we look in the mirror? Do we like what we see? Are we comfortable with who we are? Do we like our family members, neighbors, co-workers, fellow citizens, the strangers within and beyond our gates? Are we at peace with the people we've become? Can we look at our reflected nature as a collective of people, as human beings, as nations, as a region, a world, and feel satisfied with the ways we're evolving? Because this podcast is about creating a sense of belonging for ourselves in an age of radical disruption. But before we can belong to anyone, any cause, anywhere, before we can belong to any time in any space, we must first belong to ourselves. And we can't belong to ourselves until we know who we are, until we like what we see, until we come to terms with our conflicted histories, with our sometimes questionable choices, with our brokenness and pain, with the shards of our identities, life has a way of reflecting back to us. What we think of ourselves informs how we do everything. It determines how we navigate the world, how we relate to others, how we live, how we laugh, how we love, how we lime, how we do business, how we create how we innovate, how we structure our families, communities, economies, societies, even how we lead and how we respond to leadership. Perhaps that's why on that almost summer evening in 1986, 
Mr. Barrow said something else I believe shook many Barbadians to the core. He said, if there are corrupt ministers in Barbados tonight, you have made them corrupt. What he was saying is that leadership is born out of culture and culture out of the lived experiences of a collective of people. It's born out of what we accept in and from life, from each other, and what we don't. In a sense, we are the culture, and the culture is us. If there's anything in the culture, in how our countries are structured, how they're managed, how they're led, that's distasteful to the collective, the collective has nothing and no one to blame but itself. As a people, we get the political culture, the leaders, the nation we deserve because they're all born out of the womb of our shared national identity. They're our creations, our babies, if you will. So if we want better, we have to be better. Almost two generations after he uttered them, Mr. Barrow's words strike at the heart of what it means to belong to today, to live in community, to be part of a nation in an age of invasive, universalizing technologies that are causing many to wonder what the future holds for expressions of identity, culture, citizenship, leadership, and nationhood, particularly when the technologies positioned to dominate the Caribbean of the future aren't being shaped by people like us. Still, many Caribbean governments are adopting these technologies wholesale, without thought, without question. They're spending massive amounts of foreign exchange with few or no practical strategies to help our countries transition from high-value-added consumers of other people's innovations to high-value-added producers of our own. Even more problematical, our leaders are introducing these technologies into local frameworks that are holdovers from an oppressive colonial past. No longer fit for purpose in a digital age that's as different from the early days of independence as night is from day. They're adopting these technologies, not understanding the uniquely disruptive nature embedded at their core. These technologies are digitized, they're distributed, and they're decentralized. Okay, but what do these terms mean? Digitization is about information. It's the process of converting analog, for example, paper-based information, old VHS tapes or old vinyl LP records into a computer-readable digital format. This is done by encoding the information into zeros and ones a computer can then store, process, and transmit. The encoded information is arranged into discrete units of data called bits, each of which has an address that tells it where to go and in what order. Multiple groups of bits are called bytes. These are stored or transmitted in the proper sequence based on the address on each bit. Distribution is about location. 
A distributed system is one whose elements are located on different networked computers that communicate with each other and coordinate actions by exchanging messages to achieve shared objectives. Decentralization is about control. A decentralized system is one without a single controlling authority. Control is shared among several independent authorities. These principles, digitization, distribution, decentralization, lie at the heart of the revolution in digital technologies. This revolution has radically changed the way data, information and knowledge are captured, stored, processed and shared. It challenges existing analog systems and fuels more intimate interactive connections with citizens and consumers. It has the potential to break down silos, hierarchies and structures of control, facilitating immediate feedback and engagement, as well as greater openness, transparency and accountability. It allows people to access multiple services through a single device. This means content creators and service providers can no longer rely on one medium, means or device to reach a target audience. They have to develop for and exploit content and services from diverse sources using multiple digital media channels. This is radical disruption. Radical disruption requires radical transformation. You can't put new wine into old wineskins and expect anything other than a mess. The Caribbean needs a new model of public service delivery appropriate to the complexities and demands of our times. It needs to improve governance, increase efficiency, provide greater transparency and accountability, enhance competitiveness, and attract new, more appropriate flows of foreign investment. Current structures and processes simply aren't configured to deliver on the promise of the digital revolution or respond to growing internal and external pressures. Repurposing and restructuring the way the command and control style of government works in the Caribbean has become non-negotiable. Best-in-class public service integration is not achievable without rethinking and restructuring how the highest organs of government manage the affairs of state, including the cabinet, the parliament, the judiciary, and the wider public sector. Just as many of the technologies driving radical disruption are digital, distributed, and decentralized, governments need to build new communities of practice that are themselves digital, distributed, and decentralized, making them more collaborative, community-based, and empowering. The Caribbean has to find ways to harness and unleash the collective wisdom of its people to solve our challenges for ourselves. In my experience, the region's cultural and creative community embodies just the type of ethos needed to turn radical disruption into radical transformation. Their mirror image reflects and radiates the artistry of belonging. I'm Dr. Annalise Bab, and you've been listening to episode 10 of the My Belonging podcast series, 
connections, the power of belonging. Thanks for listening.